Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to Home on the RNG. Jeff and Russ here talking at you. Um, yeah. I started that without an yeah. exit strategy. Okay. Fair. Uh, so we are here today to talk about a game Russ picked. Yes. Russ, what game are we talking about? We are talking today about Final Fantasy V. So, um, I know we skipped 2 and 3 because they weren't originally released in the U.S., but that's because I didn't want to play 2. I kind of want to play 3 at some point because I've never beaten it. Sure. Well, you've played 5, so you've played the better version of 3 now. I have played 5 several times, and in fact, to address that, let's go into personal history. My personal history with this game obviously can't go back to the days of the Super NES because the game was not released in English on the Super NES. But I was aware of the game thanks to I, what I believe was Nintendo Power coverage of the game back in the day uh, before they knew that it was never going to make it overseas. So I was aware of the game and I played it as soon as it was released for the PS1. Which, now that I think about it, was only about five years after it came out for the Super NES, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, the first the first version we got was the PS1 version, um, and I played uh, that version. And if I'm not mistaken as well, it came with, it was a dual pack thing that came with Final Fantasy IV and Final Fantasy V uh, for the PS1. And I played every version, basically, that has been released since then, including the mobile phone version, which I was playing yesterday i actually played this when the translated rom first came out for the super nintendo so i did not wait till the playstation okay interesting um so this game was developed and published by square in 1992 seven years later it came to the u.s okay there is also an animated sequel it is two hours long i have never seen it i did not know that i assume it's anime yes okay so i i also this one's this one's real weird, but I very rarely have personal history, so let's do it. Yeah. Uh, when I was in college, sprite comics were all the rage, right? Bob and George, uh, everybody and their mother had uh, a sprite comic, which was you took the sprite palettes from a video game, and then you added speech balloons and you made a comic. It yeah. was quick and easy, especially for people with no artistic talent. I remember the days of the sprite comic. My roommate, Daniel who is no longer with us, uh, he wanted to make a Sprite comic about two college kids based off him and I that got sucked into the world of Final Fantasy VI and spent the entire time trying to have sex with the characters because we were horny college students. I, you were. You, you didn't need to explain that, but thank you for doing so. So in order to put us into Final Fantasy VI, we would need Sprites. Yes. So I spent a lot of time capturing sprites from Final Fantasy V of what I thought would represent me and Daniel in his project. For me, it was uh, the Bartz as a dragoon. Okay. Because I've always loved Kane, so I was like, that'll just be me. Sure. And for Daniel, it was Galoof as a monk. Okay. Because it just kind of worked. Uh, that project, nothing ever came of that project because it turns out 
So Final Fantasy VI sprites are the same size as Final Fantasy V battle sprites. Yes. But the Final Fantasy V overworld sprites oh, sure. are completely different. Right. And the battle sprites never look up or down. Right. So it became, it was very obvious very immediately that it's very hard to quite match the sure, two. Sure, sure. Every now and again, I think of that project of Daniel's and I try to think, could I do that? I, I would obviously change the plot a little bit so it's less sex obsessed. Right. But Good I, idea. I still think there's some potential that every now oh, and again. I loved, I, I loved those sprite comics back in the day. That really takes me <coughs> back. So one day maybe you will see I will make a, like an animated movie of Final Fantasy VI, but with two extra characters in it, <laughs> who know the story, and see how it changes. Ah, gotcha. Uh, so that was, spent a lot of time with Final Fantasy V for that. Is the point? Good. Well, it's a good game to spend a lot of time with. Spoilers. Um. Anyway, next up is story and characters. Four elements are failing. The land is quaking. The wind no longer b blows. Fires burn cold, and the waves stand still. In this time of tumult, four strangers are thrown together by chance, and hopefully they can overcome the growing threat from another world. Dun-dun-dun. So the plot of Final Fantasy V actually gets a lot of grief for being very generic. Well, it was so simplistic after what they did with Final Fantasy IV. But I, I, well, I disagree that it's simplistic or generic, though, because like the idea of the four crystals is okay. That one we've done before. It's right. Final Fantasy four crystals, fine. But this is the first Final Fantasy to involve different worlds. It's not that common in a JRPG to travel to a different world. It does happen in some You're games, right. but it is not common. And in 1992, it was probably less common than it is now. And then in the final world, it's a merging of the two right. worlds. Like, there's a lot going on here that's actually pretty neat. It also has the idea of this cycle of good and bad, uh, where eventually there are warriors of light that have to come and bring balance again. Right. And one of your party members was one of the warriors of light from the last time yeah. around. And you encounter some of the others... And it's, I kind of like this idea of, look, we're not the first group of heroes to save the world. Let's have a chat with some of the people who saved it last time. And, you know, we can move on. I also, I'm worried now that I made this up in my head. Mm -hmm. But I thought I remembered it being part of the lore that whenever darkness got too strong, there were four warriors of light to bring balance. Sure. And whenever light got too strong, there were four warriors of darkness to bring balance. Well... That was explored. I don't know if you played it, but that was explored in Final Fantasy Dimensions. I did not play which that. Which is kind of a spiritual sequel on mobile phones to Final Fantasy V. Okay, so it was in Final so Fantasy V. That, I, that right. concept. I didn't sure. just make it up. I like that concept. Now, I don't know... I don't know how easy it would be to make a JRPG about being the Warriors of Darkness. Well... Final Fantasy Dimensions did it. <laughs> yeah, but did, was it good? The focus wasn't the story. Yeah, Let's yeah. just say that. <laughs> okay. I mean, I think you could do it without it being all dark and edgy. Sure. You just make the light authoritarian, and it's, you make the darkness uh, rebellious and chaotic. It's also kind of what Kingdom Hearts is supposed to be about, <laughs> but I think they no. mixed up that message Nobody somewhere knows what in Kingdom there. Hearts is about. 
uh, interestingly for this game, for JRPGs in general, your final party is one guy and three girls. Typically, Earthbound. Earthbound is one girl and three guys. Oh, I thought you were saying, okay. I Final Fantasy saying, V is, is one three guy girls. and three girls. Yes. Yes. So it's the opposite of the... Very game. rarely in a JRPG is it right. more women than men. That's true. Uh, would you like to talk about the characters? Yeah, so the characters, your main character is Barts, or Butts, <laughs> or Boots, as it was originally uh, in the original Japanese. And he's just uh, kind of a dude, and he's wandering around the world with his chocobo, Boko. Would you say that he has the spirit of the wind in him? I would say that he has the spirit of the wind, yes. The essence of adventure. Um, and he's just kind of your typical dude, and he's wandering around the world, having a good time with his chocobo. Nothing funny going on there. They're just friends. And then he <coughs> meets Princess Lena, or Lena, or Reina, or Rena. And would you say that she has the spirit of fire? I would actually not say that. Would she you say has she has the spirit, spirit of, of earth? No, I would not say that either. Which spirit is she? <laughs> She's the spirit of water. Uh, no, no, sir, I disagree. Lena is the spirit of water. I literally just played this yesterday. <sighs> Lena is the spirit of water. So you're saying the pirate who lives on water is not the spirit of water? Correct. Okay. Yes, that is absolutely correct. Um, she has the spirit of water. Okay. And she is the princess, which now that you say that, it doesn't make sense. Thank you. Because she is the princess of the wind castle. She has a wind dragon. Um, and yet uh, it says that she's the spirit of water. Instead of her Instead of secret sister, secret the pirate sister king. Sister Ferris, the non-binary pirate king, who is the spirit of fire. Because when I think... <laughs> Pirates on the open sea with right. with pet sea dragons. I think fire. You do think fire. Don't I mean, you? Galoof being Earth, I can see. Yeah, and Galoof is a real interesting way to say that. I I love when um, we had oh, all of these games. No, I'm serious. We had these games, and they didn't have English voice acting, so nobody knows how to really say these names. Um, uh, so Galoof, I guess. How do you say Galoof? Galoof. I've always said <laughs> Goofus and Galoof. And Palum and Peru. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, so Galuf, Galoof, Galuf, whatever you want to say, is uh, he's the old man. He's one of the original... With amnesia. Warriors of Light with amnesia, who is the spirit of Earth, which I guess that one does make sense. Even though he's from another Earth. Right. <laughs> and um, he is... Well, I would say he's guiding these new warriors light, but he's not because he doesn't remember who he is. Can we talk about... So they travel in between these two planets. Right. And travel is done by crawling into a meteor and yes. just hurling yourself at the other planet. Sure. This is the most effective form of travel that <laughs> right. we found. Like, I'm just going to crawl inside a rock and yeah. hope I don't die. Yeah. And hope I don't blow up a city. Right. And he has good enough aim that he doesn't blow up a city. So, so the main the main plot here is Galoof and the other the previous warriors of light, which include Bart's dad, dad. Mm -hmm. sealed away the great evil being known as X Death, which yes. is just a dramatic name. Yeah, I mean, what oh did you expect God. your kid to be when you named him X Death? You know, he shops at Hot Topic. He does. So, they sealed him away instead of destroying him, 
And then over, what, 500 years, mm -hmm. the seals have started to weaken, and X-Death is starting to emerge, and it's our hero's job to stop him. And he's starting to emerge as a tree, which I always found quite An interesting. An evil tree. An evil tree. This game also introduced us to one other character. Yes. Who is kind of famous in the background of Final Fantasy lore. Yeah. Which... For now, so, his name is now eluding me. Gilgamesh. Yes, Gilgamesh. Gilgamesh is a minor sub-boss working for X-Death who gets sucked through a dimensional vortex. Mm -hmm. And now, after that, he just randomly shows up in other Final Fantasies whenever he feels like he, it. People love him because he's a big dork. He is. He's a giant dork. He's a dork who is like a multi-armed warrior. He's one of those... Come at me and I shall destroy you and everybody who stands with you. And then after you get in a few hits, he's like, I forgot to turn off the stove and <laughs> runs away. He's one of those types. Yes. Uh, but he does just drop in throughout the Final Fantasy universe after five. Yes, yes. And it's kind of neat. The, the idea that this one being... And it's the same guy. Yeah. Because he's, the he's just jumping dimensions. He's untethered dimensionally. Right. And now he can show up in any Final Fantasy and it's the same guy. And he was probably pretty disappointid when he jumped into Final Fantasy XIII too. Let's just be honest. I think we were all disappointed <laughs> by Final Fantasy XIII and its progeny. <laughs> anyway, so was there anything else in story or characters you really wanted to discuss? No, I mean, I think the characters... One of the previous Warriors of Light was a turtle, right? A wolf. A... No, there. yeah, there was the wolf man. I think I pulled the wise old turtle from a different game. No, the wise old turtle is in this game. He just wasn't a warrior. Okay, of light. all right, yeah. yes, it was yeah, a wolf one man. of the one of the uh, one of the warriors of light was a wolf man, and then one of them him just had weird horns. But yeah, no, it's a. I mean, there's not a lot to talk about in terms of the characters because it's mainly those four plus Galif's granddaughter. Yes, who replaces him in the party. Plus Sid and Mid. You know, coming off of Final Fantasy IV, there's a lot less fake-out deaths. Oh, Final Fantasy IV is the, the king of all fake-out deaths. Because I don't think there were any fake-out deaths in this game. I think... No, the death was a real death in this game. <laughs> Who died? Play it to find yeah, out. You will have um, to play it and find out, even though we actually... We basically said it. Roundabout just told you. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah. So. so let's talk about the combat system. system is a Final Fantasy combat system. That's yes. That's it. It is active time battles. You select your commands. You have different commands depending on what job you are, which we'll get into. The, yeah, the combat system is basically no different from 4 or even 6. So instead, I, I don't want to just like skip this whole section and not have anything to talk about. So I want to talk about the guts of the job system. Yeah. Here. Oh, yes. Because Innovations is going to have plenty, and we can talk a little bit more about jobs and Innovations, mm -hmm. too. But, like, the job system. This, this is, is the this heart. Is, this is where my obsession began with job system. This is kind of the point of Five. This is all anybody remembers of Five. The reason that there are only four slash five kind of cookie-cutter characters is because it all revolves around changing their jobs. So it's it's a simplified version of what we saw in Final Fantasy Tactics. 
Yes. If you remember in Tactics... The you... wonderful, beautiful Final Fantasy Tactics. I agree. In Tactics, you had five slots for five different types of actions. And that they you... were all chemists. That you could learn from various jobs. And you or applied... squires. Jo- various jobs here are earned as the story progresses. There are also a couple of hidden jobs. Yes. Secret jobs. Uh, which I always love. I love when a game has secret unlockable characters or right. jobs or whatever. Uh, as you level up a job, you earn job points once you have jobs, the mm-hmm. job ability. You gain abilities. And abilities are kind of in two categories, active and passive. It doesn't mm-hmm. make that too clear. But um, an active job adds a command to your attack menu. Yes. They have an exclamation point before them, yes. and it actually gives you a command. When you equip a job, uh, well, passive ones obviously are just like various Right. stat boosts or changes to how you perceive the HP world. plus or, 30%, guard other allies. Uh, see hidden that, passages. Yes, things that will happen automatically. Avoid traps. When you equip a specific job, say when you become a thief, yes. you get access to all of its innate abilities mm-hmm. and one of its commands. Yes. So whatever job you have equipped comes with like a, a template of thieves can always do these things. And will always have this a special command. As you level up, you learn those innate abilities, and you learn the various commands, yes. including new commands that you can do. Right. And any of those things, active or passive, can be equipped in a secondary slot. Yes. So eventually, we're going to stick with Thief. You play Thief long enough, thieves have an ability to see hidden passages. Yes. If you're a thief, you just see them. They're not even hidden anymore. If you level up the thief enough... You can you unlock the ability to see hidden passages, yes. which can then be equipped to any class. And then you can mix and match that. Yes. I, I, I stopped reading my notes and just started talking, and yeah. now I don't know where I am in my notes. <laughs> um, for example, you can have a dragoon with his inherent equipable stuff. Yes, another thing is each class has inherently what weapons work for that class. And usually you eventually unlock the ability to use that weapon in other classes. Uh, so you could have a dragoon with a jump command and a spear, but he also knows white magic from his time spent right. as a white mage. And that's where the real mastery of the game comes from, is learning how to mix and match those abilities to take on optional bosses and totally obliterate the enemies. Yes. I. My problem with it is I do find it a little limiting, because sure. there is, you have one equipable skill slot. Right. For whatever job you're in, you have one. Now, if you switch to the original default generic class. Freelancer. Then you have two. Yes. And the Hidden Mind class gives you three. three. Yes. But, like, when you're playing as a thief, for example, and I may have this wrong, and Russ can correct me because he's played it a little more recently than I have. I played it to get these notes, but then it's been a while. Uh, you start out with the steel ability as a thief. Yes. You do. But eventually you can learn the mug ability, yes. which is to steal and attack at the same time. Right. Far superior. Sure. But if you're a thief and you want to use the mug ability, you have to equip that into your secondary slot, you which do. means you can't have anything else in there. Correct. But if you were playing any other job, yes. you could just put mug in there and have steal and attack. Like the it's a little limited in that respect. Sure. To use the coolest skills of it, a part of a, a job, right. you have to basically knock off the customization. You do, but I feel like it is what 
pushes you towards mixing and matching and towards changing jobs. Now, also, you can max out the job, obviously. You just reach a certain level, and the job has been mastered. And once the job has been mastered, you just carry those abilities to any other job you become. Well, you carry the stats. You carry the, well. You carry you carry the any best stats. stats and passive abilities. I didn't know about the carrying passive. You abilities. carry passive abilities. So, like wow. all the things that the thief can inherently do, if you've mastered thief and you move to another job, you carry all passives. Okay, that, that part I didn't has. know. That yes. changes a lot. You still I have to equip the commands, but you carry the passive ability. I knew that each job has like what it considers its primary stat. Yeah. Uh, for thief, yeah. we'll say dexterity. Right. And when you master the thief class, which has the best dexterity, you moving you forward, you that. have that dexterity right. score no matter what your class is. So okay, uh, and it, it and that I feel is what makes it it, uh, it it pushes you towards the mixing and matching. And then of course there's the advanced remake, which has even more jobs, even more jobs, which are totally useless. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but look cool, I guess. <laughs> So, what, what 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 did they add like cannoneer? Well, they have cannoneer, so you're yeah, and then you have gladiator, which is just a more like goth looking warrior, and then there's necromancer, which you only get necromancer after you have done literally everything else in the game. The versions that have the extra classes have like a optional have like a post game dungeon, so you have to complete that. Then after you complete the post-game dungeon, you have to do boss rush mode, where you fight just consecutively every single boss in the game. Then for completing that, you get the necromancer job class, and there's nothing left to do. <laughs> nice. So I guess you just have it. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> You're like, good job. We give you the most OP class, and there's nothing to do with it. But yeah, no. And the classes, there are so many classes. There are over 20 already. It becomes overwhelming if you're not prepared for it. Like the first time, it can be, the first time you play it can be a little overwhelming because you unlock them in waves as the story progresses. Each time you, each time you reach a new crystal, crystal you get like a handful of new jobs. But by the time you get to the second crystal, I guarantee you, you will not have come close to halfway mastering oh, no, absolutely not. anything you've already had. You and actually, now you've doubled your options. Right. You actually get all the jobs within like the first third of the game. And yeah. then it's totally opened up to mix and match however you want. And there are some really, really interesting jobs in there. Things that I definitely didn't experiment with the first time I played it. Geomancer. It is a terrific system. I am obsessed with job systems now because of this game. And it doesn't help or doesn't hurt that every sprite gets a cute little outfit. Yes, and, and it's different per <laughs> each character. Different per character. Which is yeah. why I use them for the sprite thing is because I knew right. I could really yeah. make as much diversity as I wanted. And Galef's granddaughter. <laughs> uh, I think it's pronounced Galoof. Galoof's granddaughter. What is her name, by the way? Oh, How do you God. say her name? Because Remind me. And here, well, I say Krill. Yeah, that's like a cr- like yeah, krill. Yeah, that's what I say too. But I call her Lemon. <laughs> oh, I might actually say Kryle. Kryle, yeah. I usually call her Lemon because her hair, she has big blonde hair and a big ponytail. And instead of banana, I guess I could call her banana. But somehow it reminds me of a Lemon. It is funny to me that... But she, anyway, she's very adorable. She's basically like eight. And yeah, she's uh, like eight. 
but she acquires all of Galoof's skill, which is nice. Like, all this time oh, you've invested definitely. in Galoof, it all counts. So, like, I've got this eight-year-old who's a master monk. Right. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Sure. That's, that's how most players go. By the way, play... I love the monk class. I don't know if I'm coming across on this. But... Oh, monk is great. Yeah. Hell yeah. Everybody monk needs a couple fantastic. levels in monk. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah, the job system is great. It is a lot of fun to play with, to find new strategies. Very rarely does the game do, like, what happens in Final Fantasy III a lot, from my remembering. Mm-hmm is like you come up to a certain boss and it's just like look the only way to do this is to make all four people the same class right five doesn't do that there might be one or two cases where it's helpful but three doesn't let you mix and match abilities and three is more along the lines of as you get new sets of classes those are better than what you already have yeah so you discard like your warrior class for a dark knight class or something you discard the earlier classes that you get for quote-unquote better classes and then by the end game you want all of your characters to either be ninjas or sages and those are the best classes this is totally different you can play it any way that you want with any combination of classes rarely though is you're coming up to a hard boss is the strategy oh if i just make four red mages Ab yeah absolutely not typically you stick with what you, you want your characters get, yes. to be and you can get through it and you really can and i'll go ahead and bring up i guess here um i like speed runs i know you don't really i don't care that, for speed fun. runs but i love it watching speed runs and one of my favorite speed runs to watch is the final fantasy 5 4 job fiesta and final fantasy 5 4 job fiesta is where you randomly draw four jobs and those are the only jobs that you're allowed to use in a speedrun playthrough of the game. And it and there are different rule sets, like the traditional rule set, I guess, is where you pick, you randomly select one job from each of the four crystals, but there are other rule sets where you just select four jobs out of the whole pool, so you might not even have access to any jobs until you get to the last crystal. Especially if one of them's mime. Yes, it's very it's 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 very cool. If you like speedruns, it's a really fun thing to watch. And another reason I like it is because I only started watching the Four Job Fiesta speedruns three years ago, maybe, and it taught me a lot of things about all of the different classes that I didn't even think about. Because when you're you know when the only classes you're allowed to use are Blue Mage and Beast Trainer. You have to... Blue Mage is secretly Blue real Mage good. is secretly real good, and so is Beast Trainer. But it's like things that I never Yeah, really I never realized. spent much time with Beast Trainer. But I always try to make a point to have somebody in the party learn the Blue Mage learn ability. Yes, yeah. Because... Uh, Blue Mage is absorbed attacks yeah, Blue from Mage, enemies they learn enemy attack. Yeah, exactly. And there are certain... Certain enemy attacks can only be gotten at certain points in the game. Like, right. In this boss battle, if you can get the boss to cast this on you, right. it's your only chance to learn this. And a lot of those are really powerful. Really yeah. uh, anyway, we have been on this for a while now. Well, it's such a great game. <laughs> it is. But we can continue talking job system and move into innovations, okay. I feel. Yeah. So we're going to go ahead. Again, the job system, or the, the combat system is Final Fantasy. Yes. So we're going to move into innovations, but I don't think we're quite done talking about the job system yet. Because it is the point of this game. It's so great. One thing that 
that's not great about the job system, though. Uh-huh. There are a couple of jobs that are just useless. My example? Yes. Berserker. Yes. <laughs> the berserker can only learn two skills. Mm-hmm. And it, you don't just instantly master them either. I mean, you got to invest some time to oh, master yeah. Berserker. Right. The first is the Berserk skill, which causes the character to just always attack. That's it, period. All they do is attack. No items, no spells, just when their turn comes up, they automatically attack. The second skill they learn, if you invest all the time yeah. and effort into them, is how to equip an axe. Right. <laughs> that's it. That's all. You, that's what you get for mastering yeah. Berserker is they can equi- now you can equip an axe. As opposed to something like mastering Red Mage, yeah. which lets you cast two spells every turn. After you get 999 it job is, points. It is not easy to master you the Red Mage. You have to earn the dual cast ability. But then every turn, just, you know, flare, flare. Yes. Like, flare, cure four for the party. <laughs> like, <laughs> And that's what I love about it. How if you invest <coughs> the time in things, you can unlock these insane abilities. The game also has some hidden quests, like playing all of the pianos. Yes. Because there are pianos scattered. I can't remember what you get if you play all the pianos. You get the best uh, bard skill. Ah. Yeah. A hidden skill. Mm-hmm. Uh, the hidden job, which is mime, which is real powerful. Mime. You can you can mime the previous character's action, or you can equip three, three job skills of your choosing. And you learn mime... By going up against Gogo, who is from Final Fantasy VI, which hasn't happened yet. Right. Gogo is actually from Final Fantasy V. I know. But we didn't know that. Uh, so you're actually, it's an underwater cavern, so there's a limited time dungeon because you're holding your breath underwater. Mm-hmm. And you encounter Gogo the boss. And in order to learn the mime ability, you have to beat him. But it's actually a riddle. Because how do you beat somebody who can do exactly what you do back at you? Right. And the solution is... Spoilers. (laughs) The solution is to do nothing for like two minutes. Yeah. If you perform no action for two minutes, Gogo goes, hey, you beat me. (laughs) So you got to get through this dungeon holding your breath and have enough breath left to to outlast Gogo. And then you get the mime ability. And then we'd see Gogo again in six as the class mime who has the ability to add three commands to his thing. By the way, for ye- so many years, I didn't know you could do that with GoGo. Oh, really? Interesting. I found that out late in my teens wow. that you could uh, equip GoGo with, with three any, com- any three commands. Yeah. Anyway, suddenly GoGo went from a joke to like super useful. Oh yeah, GoGo's great. There's also special limited time items mm-hmm. like the elf cloaks. Yes, the elf cloaks are so good. There's three of them in the game, mm-hmm. I believe. And they greatly increase your evasion. Yeah. If you have an elf cloak on, like, th- three-fourths of attacks just aren't going to hit you. Yeah. It's amazing. Uh, the game is also really good about letting you know which job classes can equip new items in a shop, but they still don't tell you if that new thing you're going to buy is better than what you currently have sure. equipped. Sure. You just have to go based on price. Uh, and again, you can look in the stat screen, uh, but... I hate or have that. the complete strategy guide. <laughs> sure. What other innovations did you want to talk about, Dress? I mean, the job system is the number one innovation here. The Even though it was games, done in 3. But it wasn't done like this in no. 3. The job system in 3, like I said, was you just got better versions of jobs you already had. This, this Final Fantasy V inspired 
not just other like square RPGs with job systems, but all RPGs with job systems. I will still maintain that Tactics has the better version of this job system. Yeah, all those chemists and squires, they're super fun. Do you know what they're happens if you play the game play for more than a couple hours, Russ? Well, I couldn't get past it because of all the chemists and the squires. It turns out <laughs> there are other jobs in that game. And you know what they should probably have done? Is they should probably have given me those other jobs, a handful of them, from the beginning, as Final Fantasy V does. You have to earn them, Russ. You have to earn that game. <laughs> Alright, uh, we're going to move on to music. even begin to guess who the composer of Final Fantasy V would have been. You know, I've never heard of this individual before. Uh, their name is Nobuo Uematsu? Have you ever heard of, uh, of Uematsu before? I, I'm not familiar. I believe they are the composer of Barbie's Horse Adventure. That's right, yes. As well as every Final Fantasy Literally game. Literally every Final Fantasy game. And the um, problem is we've talked about Uematsu before, and Russ and I don't have the ability to talk about Uematsu. Yeah, I don't know anything about music, except that I have all the Final Fantasy soundtracks on mm. my Spotify playlist. They're pretty good. So they're I solid. guess they're good. They are solid. On my drive <clears throat> to see you, I was listening to my Final Fantasy Final Boss theme mix. So I guess Uematsu did a pretty good job on this one. Yeah, it's just it's another Final Fantasy Uematsu soundtrack. It is real good. Uh, eventually, we will have to have an Uematsu episode. Yeah, where we actually so. have people qualified to talk about music, Definitely. and you and I just sit back and go, uh huh, yeah, yeah, super uh -huh. cool, yeah, super cool. That's great. Uh huh. All right, so we're gonna go ahead and move on to final thoughts. If you haven't gathered yet from this episode, Final Fantasy V is definitely one of my top ten, if not top five, RPGs of all time. I love the job system. I love the gameplay. My obsession with job systems started with this game. I also like the characters. I like the, for lack of a better word, simplicity of the story. The smaller cast. The plot that is not overly complicated and lets you just really enjoy the meat of the game, which is the job system. Final thought is that this game is an A+. Like I said, this is one of my top games ever. I play this game all the time whenever I am in between games and I'm just like, there's nothing out right now and what do I really want to play? I crack out one of my versions of Final Fantasy V and just try to beat the entire game with a party of beast trainers. <laughs> um, because it is just... It's just an enjoyable thing for me to do. Um, I know this game. I feel like I know this game backwards and forwards, um, and it is it is one of 
the most highly recommended games that I can give. Uh, I also love this game. I have long said Final Fantasy 4, 5, and 6 are miles beyond the rest of the series in my estimation. They are the best. They are the standouts. Four for the characters, five for the job system, and six for the story. Uh, six how I for feel. the love. Sure. Okay. That's that's how Daniel wanted it. <laughs> I, I, I give this game an A, and the only thing stopping it from being an A+, plus is I, I wish the job system was just had slightly more flexibility to it. It's great. It's fantastic. I just, I've spent enough time with it now that I think, ooh, if they could just tweak it this way, and if they could just tweak it that way... Oh, that would be so choice. If they could add Sailor Moon-esque transformation sequences... Of course. ...to a cast of all women, which we almost have anyway. Yeah, it's called Final Fantasy X2. That's what I was alluding to, (laughs) but thank you for pointing. Yeah. Anyway, so I I give it a solid A. Uh, It is very good. Russ, if they want to play Final Fantasy V. So, there are a number of ways, like most Final Fantasy games, there are a number of ways you can do it. Uh, you can play the PS1 version, you can play the Game Boy Advance version, or you can even play it on your mobile phone. I will say if you play it on your mobile phone, or Steam, I think it's on Steam in that version too, uh, the sprites are really ugly uh, and really horrible, but it plays exactly the same. I prefer to play it on my Vita. On your Vita, sure. That's how I yeah, play it. That's that's a good way to play it. I actually, I, I'm not even kidding. I do have a Vita. Oh, I have a Vita too. And it is my JRPG box. Vita was the Vita was the pre-Switch JRPG I machine. Just, I loaded it with every JRPG I could possibly find. Yeah. Because I know that Vita store is going away one day. Put a massive memory card in there. <laughs> right. It is my JRPG box. Same. It started as my Hyperdimension Neptunia and Persona box. Mm-hmm. Because until recently, that was the only way to play Persona 4 Golden, which is the superior Persona 4, by a wide margin. But now you can get that on Steam. You can. But uh, so many JRPGs. But all those great JRPGs, PS1 classics, you're going to need to hang on to your Vita for that. Next time, we are going back to the Game Boy. I don't know how many times we can go back to the Game Boy. I think we're running out. We're running out of times we can go back to the Game Boy. But we are going back for a familiar title but a new series. Yes. We are going to play a favorite of mine growing up, Final Fantasy Adventure, also known as the Final Fantasy Adventure. Is it the one with the adventure? So much. So much adventure. adventure. Good. So we will see you guys then. Poem on the RNG is a presentation of Mad Centaur Productions. You can find Jeff on youtube.com slash centaur productions or on Twitter at Jeff Centaur. You can find Russ on Twitter at RussMech25. Thank you for listening, and remember, it's dangerous to go alone. Take this podcast with you.